Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 52, the first paragraph only, beginning with but in most fields. Today's readers are Dara L., The Twelve Steps, Dory P., The Twelve Traditions, Barbara P. is our reader, Craig F. is our page 164 guy, and our backup reader is Lauren N. Our newcomer greeter is Katie G., and our second hour moderator is Jody E. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, April 19, 2021, are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,792, and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,793. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Dara L. to read the 12 steps. Great. Thank you so much. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when they were wrong, uh, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Dara L. I will now ask Dory P. to read the 12 Traditions. 
Thank you, Rick. Good morning, Dory P. Grateful Compulsive Overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. Thank you, Dory P. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of chapter We Agnostics in the Big Book, page 52, the first paragraph only, beginning with, but in most fields. I will now ask Barbara P. to begin reading. Hello, Barbara. Good morning, everybody. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, but in most fields, our generation has witnessed complete liberation of our thinking. Show any longshoreman a Sunday supplement describing a proposal to explore the moon by means of a rocket, and he will say, I bet they do it, but maybe not so long either. Is not our age characterized by the ease with which we discard old ideas for new, by the complete readiness with which we throw away the theory or gadget which does not work for something new which does. So the two things struck me about this paragraph. One is, I, I know Bill does not like to use words twice when he's writing, and he uses the word complete 
So I feel like there's some importance to that. And complete, I mean, you know, it's just really obviously all complete, uh, complete liberation and complete readiness. So total, right? Full, entire readiness. And the readiness piece, that last sentence really struck me by the complete readiness with which to, we throw away the theory or gadget which does not work for something new which does. This idea of throwing away something which does not work. And I got to thinking this morning about so many areas of my life, my life, which were not working. But when I came in, I really thought because the outside pieces were fairly together that they were working. So where I was fooled, this, it was really tricky because I thought, well, I have a nice home, good husband, good family. You know, everything was okay. But there was there was so much that was not working. If everything was really okay, why was I ashamed to run into people? Because I was afraid, like, when did I see them last and what did I weigh when I saw them last? I was sneaking food, even for my husband. I was trying to eat out of bags that didn't crinkle so much, and darn it if they always crinkle. Um, But I was waiting for him to go to sleep. I was angry at the people around me just because they interfered with my eating. They were in my way. People were in my way, and I was so distracted by food, you know, and I don't know. I just, was that really a a way of life that was working for me? So this really, I had to have this complete readiness, this complete defeat is another word we use. I think it comes out of the AA 12 and 12. Really, I just had to be completely defeated. I had to get all these old ideas out of my mind. And I do that very easily with all these new gadgets and things that come around. It's not hard for me to go, sure, yeah, this new cell phone, look at the new apps. Just go to the Play Store, look at the apps. It's unbelievable what these phones can do. But I believe it. It can be, you know, a a camera, a phone, a a this, a that, a compass, you know, unbelievable. But I just buy that. I, I figure, okay, that works. Why can't I do this when I was presented with an idea? Okay, there are some people who are believing in this power greater than myself. Uh, my mind slammed shut, slammed shut. But why? I really had to challenge why. What about that scared me so much? Something must have because it just makes no sense. Nothing was working in my life. It looked okay from the outside, but inside there was nothing. And... Um, I don't want to ever go back to feeling empty like that again. And in recovery, I just don't have a day that goes by. I mean, every day is not, you know, skipping and, and, and through the tulips. But, but Gentle reminders. Tiptoeing. Yeah, tiptoeing through the tulips. But it is so much better, and it, there's a purpose. So anyway, with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks so much for letting me do service. Thank you, Barbara P., for getting us started. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today? Christina J. Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. Carmela G. Carmela. Melissa W. Melissa W. Okay. Anyone else like to share? 
All right, so what we'll do is we're going to go with uh, these first four names, and then we'll uh, we'll get a, another group of names. So uh, just a reminder to include your state and, uh, you know, the first letter of your last name as you're introducing yourself. So, Christina J., you're up uh, first, followed by Katie G. Christina J., go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for your service. Christina J. from the State of Washington, recovered for today with God's grace and my efforts to reach to God. And that's what this book is kind of telling us here, to reach for something that some of us are suspicious of or don't believe in or can't figure out. And uh, I thought I had a great belief in this thing, um, but there was just part of my life that wasn't working. What an excellent lead into this paragraph for me this morning. Um, I just couldn't put two and two together why I was so irritable, restless, and discontent in my life, and uh, my career wasn't working, and I was pushing and shoving, and I was just going to break down every brick wall that came my way to get to what I believed was my whole journey in life. And I learned control at an early age. Uh, Even though I had God on one hand, I had control on the other. And um, so what liberation of my thinking had to happen? God knew, because I was stubborn, and I I, I was just not going to stop. Uh, But I ran out of money two years ago. I ran out of money. It was my 60th birthday. I was standing on the porch. It was raining. It was dark in the morning. I was crying because I knew I couldn't go any further. I couldn't go on anymore. And I was in the food, of course, because it was such an irritable, restless place to be, and I had not discovered the sunlight of the Spirit, as this book so generously talks about, because I was uh, still controlling everything. I didn't realize that I was still controlling everything. So I had to liberate my thinking away from that control. I had to liberate myself. I had to have a new idea of surrender to God. My life, my my career, that scared the shit out of me. Um, I had to throw away everything I believed, the theories. Uh, And I had to surrender to something that seemed elusive, seemed like, really? You're going to take care of this, really? I can sit in meditation and prayer and and you can guide me? To uh, you know, I'm sometimes I'm afraid to ask God for guidance and direction because I'm afraid He'll <laughs> tell me something I don't want to hear. Isn't that control, man? So when I begin to practice that, because it takes practice, I have to have the discipline to sit and listen and pray and relax. And it doesn't really matter what I'm praying to. We all have different things we pray or we we surrender to. <clears throat> I love that people surrender to the goodness and the beauty of the earth. Because we really don't know anything about how all this is put together. That's what they're trying to tell us here. Um, how a rocket gets to the moon. I mean, how they f- they flew in the Kitty Hawk thing a couple of paragraphs ago. I mean, this is all amazing stuff. How a microwave works. How a computer works. I mean, it's just... So to surrender to something that is magical and mysterial, mis- mysterious that I believe in has been a journey for me. But every day gets better. And... Uh, I can't control. I'm learning more and more each moment about how to surrender because I don't have any other choice. It's either back to the food, trying to push my way forward into things that aren't working, or thank you so much, and I'll get ready to pass. And and because I'm doing this, the food is neutral. And when I get restless and irritable and completely bound up in myself, I turn to God, and it's relieved. So there's hope here, people. So if you're new, come on in. Get busy. You can have the miracle, too. I pass.
All right. Thank you so much for Christina J. from Washington. And Katie G., you are up, followed by Carmela G. Go ahead, Katie. Hey, Rick. Thanks for taking the meeting. Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. You know, agnostics teaches me, like, this is not a food problem. It's really not. It's not a weight problem. This is a life problem. You know, I'm one of those people that um, if my technology breaks in any way, I'm I'm done, like, emotionally. Like, I just want the newest, fastest, bestest, even if I don't understand it, which I don't, just give me the new one, let it be fixed, right? But then when it comes to my ego and how I'm living my life, agnostics is telling me, I am in the face of total failure, and it's not about the food. We're about to look at what's commonly called the bedevilments, but it talks about throughout this chapter my way of living my life, getting what I want, plowing through you, plowing through you, not caring, doing everything I need to do so I can get what I need, face of total failure. Like, I make heavy going of life. I am prone to worry and depression. And guess what? That's not about the sugar and flour. That's about my thinking. The main problem, lack of power is my dilemma. The main problem is in my thinking. And today, thank you, God, I do not suffer from the bondages of anorexia and bulimia and compulsive eating. But I am not cured. I I need to remember, like, is it really that important that my life go in a certain way today? Or can I discard everything I think I know? Like, how amazing is it that I can just say, hey, you know what, nice, hugely expensive gadget that I don't understand. I'm throwing you out. I need to get a new one. I need a new one now. Well, why, 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 except for my ego, would I consider anything else? right for my ideas and i think the most powerful thing i can learn today as a recovered woman is is i don't know i don't know like when people say to me i know the first thing i think of is i don't know please god let me not know so that i can when my husband is talking to me i can set aside everything i think i know because my way of living was 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 in a, a state of abstinence in a state of stark raving bulimia not knowing how to have human relationships. Like, I don't know how to do life. But the God idea, God is my new Apple iPhone, right? God's way better. I don't have to be in charge. And these steps help me uncover, discover, and discard everything that's not me. And everything that's not me is all my thinking. So I'm just so grateful. I have another opportunity at 24 hours of recovery, trudging with all of you, and that I don't have to have the answers, that the answer is, I don't know, help me, tell me what to do. Well, thank you, uh, Katie G. I I think you just got muted. Um, So if you did, uh, I I wanted to thank you for uh, your share. And uh, I think we heard everything all the way up to probably right right before you said you're going to uh with that you pass so um carmela g you are up next followed by melissa w go ahead carmela good morning rick thank you so much for your service thank you for everyone on the line this is carmela g a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from new york um 
this is an interesting paragraph because when something broke, I would just have no patience. Just discard it and buy a new one. Just get a new one. I have no patience for this equipment that doesn't work anymore. But yet, with myself, I was so enmeshed in my disease with my insane thinking for over six decades, and my thinking was always correct. What do you mean? No, there's nothing wrong with me. But yet, I was so self-centered. The world, I had to be the center of everyone's attention. I had to be the main event. And the reality is, this program taught me that I have to discard those ideas in order to live in the sunlight of the spirit, in order to be happy and joyous. I need to discard all of those ugly traits that I had. And unfortunately, once I discarded them, I expected my family and friends to say, wow, wonderful. No. They were very suspicious because they were so used to listening to me and being manipulated by me that they weren't quite sure what my next action would be. Well, reality today is that I live in the steps and I work this program every single day asking God, my higher power, to take from me these things that are of no more use and get out of self and function as program has instructed me to be of service first to God and then to all fellows, and instead of being the center of attraction, making love and kindness the center of my being and showing it, not lip service, but demonstrating it and proving it in my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kamala G from New York and uh, Melissa W you're up next and then we'll take another group of names go ahead Melissa W hey Melissa W from New York grateful to be here uh, that lead was amazing um, I think it's incredibly I guess we always are always hear what we need to hear and I just got this connection between complete defeat complete readiness and complete liberation, and um, and it's like in the book, you know, we see like I don't get freedom without that complete part, you know, whether it's telling me in half measures or I need rigorous honesty or searching and fearless more, like I have to do the whole thing, and um. I um I came in about um two weeks ago and I'd love to say that I was absent, but basically I've just been on a I did alcohol my alcoholic foods and 
food planned it and it's I, I haven't gotten a sponsor yet and uh, I'm on um but I I I was sticking with this this food plan and um and I binged last night and it's ironic because I had just read the doctor's opinion with the sponsee in another program and it's just um it's really humbling. And maybe that um, binge was a real gift as I, like, you know, go through needing complete readiness to have complete liberation because I need to throw away any idea that I know different or better because it goes real fast for me and I'm in bed and I uh, last night and and I'm like God I want to die and that's just that's where my head goes from like the binge and I say things real quick like oh it's a life or death program but like I forget that it is because that's like how this makes me feel and that's like for me why it's it's like it's a progressive disease, just not because the binges get worse and last night's binge was worse, but because that the spiritual hangover part is worse too. So um, thanks everyone very much. I, I really am grateful to be here. Thank you very much, Melissa W. Uh, from New York. Okay. Uh, before we get another list of names, although we value everyone's experience, we do ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. We are in the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 52, the first paragraph only, beginning with, but in most fields. Who else would like to share on what was read today? Lauren. Hi, this is Susan. Craig, Craig F. Okay, Susan. Craig F. And Susan, uh, when you introduce yourself, remember to include the uh, first letter of your last name and your state. So, Susan, Craig, who else? Lauren. Cindy B. Austin. Okay, Larry C. Larry C. So, that was, uh, who was that? Uh, Larry C. I mean, Lauren N. Lauren N. Okay, Lauren. Devorah S. Devorah S. There was a couple Cindy people B. right before. Uh, who is Cindy B? Cindy B. Boston. Okay, I know I've missed a couple of names, guys. Um, so forgive me, but I'm I'm trying here. Um, so any anybody else that had given uh, your name that I haven't heard in this second lineup, um, if if you've already tried to give your name and I haven't said it. Uh, go ahead and do that now. If if uh, you haven't said your name at all, just please hold off a minute so I can get these taken care of. Marie. All right. Um, well, sorry. What was that? Marie A. Okay, Marie A. All right. I think we're going to stop right there, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll take some more uh, names as time allows later. So here's who I have. I've got uh, Susan. Didn't get your. Uh, First initial of your last name, Craig F. 
Lauren N, Devorah S, Cindy B, and Marie A. Um, so, Susan, you are up, followed by Craig F. Go ahead, Susan. Hi, this is Susan C. from Pennsylvania. And um, just reminds me of the serenity prayer because <clears throat> I think I got married at 20 and I thought I was so sophisticated and that I knew everything. And um, I probably had some intelligence, you know, and it's like, I just think if I knew better, I would do better. Um, and today, you know, I'm trying to accept myself for, um, and, you know, like by going through the steps and that kind of thing and, and listening to meetings, how, just see like how it's like ego driven and also fueled by the food and, um, and being willing, I think it's like a big thing of being able to be letting go of ideas, control, um, accepting myself, accepting other people, you know, like we're not perfect, but we, to me, it's like we can, there's an excellence about us and there's not perfection. So asking all these higher power, let me grow, let me, you know, have my mind, my body, and my thoughts expand to even like a higher level. And uh, I just uh, really feel grateful for these meetings. And thank you, everybody. And it's Susan C. from Pennsylvania. Thank you, Susan C. from Pennsylvania. Craig F., you're up next, followed by Lauren N. Go ahead, Craig. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. This is Craig F. recovering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this paragraph uh, kind of fascinates me, and it hits me where I live. You know, uh, it, it's the, the gist of the paragraph to me is it's talking about uh, learning to uh, accept things on faith that we don't quite <clears throat> understand. And, you know, they're using some examples there. And, you know, I'm an engineer raised by an electrical engineer and and uh you know i i um i i for a long time had that intellectual pride uh, you know i r- rocket ships I, I i built rockets growing up you know i did the model rockets and then the amateur rockets i understand how they work i i've made them and sent them up you know and and recovered them and and uh uh so i i understood that and i you know but that but in a lot of other technology, I understood. I understand rudiment, rudimentally, at least, how a computer works. I, I couldn't build one from scratch, not like we have. But, um, you know, I have a, a basic understanding of it. And then along come some things that I that don't make sense to me. You know, the human body doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, I have no medical background, and and it constantly amazes me how it works. It, you know, like um, I, I sometimes wonder, God isn't, God doesn't really engineer things the way that uh, the way that I would do it, right? And then, and then we get beyond the medical field and get to the spiritual realm. And you know, 
I, I don't mean to sound critical of God, but it just didn't work the way that I would make it work, you know, in my, in my pride and ego here. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I would, uh, uh, I, I have trouble understanding why God doesn't simply, why didn't he have a cor- uh, an office on every corner where you can go and make direct appeal and, and, if God's going to say no to your prayer, he just tells you why right then, you know, and uh, tells you what to do, right? Uh, I'd buy into that. But that, in a way, that would be oppressive, uh, I understand, because if God was visible, and that visible, and it, and it didn't take faith, I wouldn't have any choice whether to believe in him or not. You know, we, we don't, we have free will, and we have free will because God uh, says, uh, you know, that it requires faith, uh, and that faith and free will are interlinked. And and my uh, my pride and my ego are the things that stand between me and uh, and and truly accepting that, truly accepting that God is God and I am. And I'm not. Boy, that three minutes goes quick. And and so I, I come to this paragraph, and this paragraph is telling me that uh, I need to get rid of things that aren't working, conceptions that aren't working, and 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 get to the point where I accept God on God's terms and and accept what works. And uh, I think I'll do that today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig F. from Oklahoma. All right, uh, Lauren N, you're up next, followed by Devorah S. Go ahead, Lauren. Good morning, everyone. Lauren N, compulsive overeater, sugar addict from New York. Recovered one day at a time, thank God, for you all in this meeting and for this message. This little chip of a book that has brought me to recovery 287 pounds, looking at the failure of my second bariatric surgery, gaining all the weight back that I had just lost, or starting to, and I came crawling into this room for the second time in my life. 55 years old, had diabetes, had stenosis of the spine, for carrying around all that excess weight and thought I knew the answer to every question in my life. I thought I could answer them all. Now I know I know nothing. I know no answers. All I do is is do what my sponsor and you fellows tell me to do. I don't know if there's a God. All I know is I pray to that person, that thing, that element, because I need this abstinence and I need this recovery so much in my life. And I am so grateful for every single minute I have of it. I get to live today happy, joyous, and free one minute at a time. Thank God not knowing the answer to any questions, but knowing that I don't have the answer. 
And that's the best part of it all. I am so grateful to say that I am a recovered woman wearing the same size eight in my closet, don't have size 32 to 18 the way I used to. Seven years later, or six years later, and I am still grateful for every single minute of this this recovery. Thank you very much, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren. And from New York, Devorah S., you're up next, followed by Cindy B. Go ahead, Devorah. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much, and everyone on the line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And this last sentence, is not our age characterized by the case with which we discard old ideas for new, by the complete readiness with which we throw away the theory or gadget that does not work for something new which does. I love that sentence. That's, that's me. I love throwing out new things. I love throwing out old things. I love cleaning up and getting rid of things and, and just start new. You know, who doesn't? Um, I know someone who does, my husband. He loves to keep new things, old things. He hates throwing things out. Because he says, who knows, maybe we could use it. And I've seen it over and over again, how he'll hold on to something and he'll, and he'll be able to use it for something else. He likes to take things apart and use it for something else. He has that kind of mind. And he puts it away in his place, in the basement, and he remembers that he has it and he's able to use it again. How cool is that? And I marvel at that. Um, and, and the thing about me is that you know, I have all these ideas. I know that I need to trust and rely on God. I know that there's a higher power. I grew up with it. But I constantly, like, pushed it aside and knew that I could do it better. I have a better plan. Until I couldn't do it anymore. Until it wasn't working for me anymore. So I had to go back to that old idea of trusting and believing and knowing that God knows what's best for me and that he has my back and he is the driver and I'm just a passenger. And this is something, this is, this is a skill that I need to cultivate every single day. This is something of, that I need to lean on each and every day from the moment I wake up in the morning until I go to sleep at night. And how do I do that is by staying close to God, by working these steps, by being of service to other people, by, by extending myself, by getting out of myself and being there for others. Because that's truly what God wants from me is not just to think about me and my ideas and my, what I, my agenda, but to see of how I can be of service and to reach out and to be of service for other people. And that's what this program is all about, right? Getting out of ourselves, getting out of me, and I'm extending, you know, through phone calls, through reaching out, by accepting calls, um, by doing 10 steps. All these things are, are spiritual actions that I can take each day, um, to get close to God and to sit in prayer and meditation and to seek his will. So I'm so grateful to be part of this and to hear everyone. And I learned from all of you um, how, how, I can, how I could live better. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Deborah S. Cindy B., you're up next, followed by Marie A. Go ahead, Cindy. Yeah, thank you. Can I be heard okay? Um, yes, you can. Okay, thank you. I apologize if there's a little background noise. Um, I'm outside. Um, 
I'm Cindy from Boston. I'm recovering from bulimia. And um, I really needed to hear this reading today and also hear people speak. You know, one of the things that it says in the big book is, um, you know, that it it wasn't, you know, um, the ability to stop drinking that was our problem. It was to stay stopped. And it was not just... Um, you know, living without alcohol, living without alcohol was the problem. It was like, how can I survive my life without my drug um, of choice? And, um, you know, so, um, you know, that the answer is a higher power, dude, right? Um, but I'm noticing today that, I mean, I actually have been giving a lot, a lot of service, um, a lot, you know, a lot to a lot of people, and it's all been for good things. Um, but I'm noticing yesterday I was starting to feel defiant, and I didn't know I was just I was feeling defiant because I thought I was just tired and angry, and um, you know, just was like I've had it, I can't do anymore. I'm just like over the top, done. And um, and also this fear coming up of like I can't handle my life, I can't handle everybody else's problems, you know, and I realized this morning when I woke up that I was in defiance and that I was, you know, that I really wasn't listening to higher power. I wasn't really um, in tune and, um, and it's just, it's so easy for me to, to, get, to get off um, if I don't. I mean, I do have my morning practices and my evening practices, but I even noticed last night I went to bed without prayers, you know, just off, you know. And um, so I just need to say that um, and, to, and to reconnect with people who, I mean, this is such a spiritual meeting. Whenever I get on it, I just really, like, feel a spirit here and that we're really talking about, you know, the solution. And um, so thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy B. from Boston. Marie A., you're up next, and we'll take a few more names. Go ahead, Cindy. I mean, sorry. Go ahead, Marie. Sorry about that. Hi. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you fine, Marie. Go ahead. Awesome. Thanks. This is Marie A. in West Virginia, and I was just thinking about all the ideas that um, I had to discard, and the first one of those is that it was impossible to sit in, in my own thoughts that I worked so hard to keep distracted with food and with purging and with busyness um, just to avoid hearing my own thoughts and, and being in my own head. And I'm finding that it's okay to sit with thoughts or emotions or um, processes that I'm going through and that safe. Um, I, I used to have such a fear of feeling anything. And I'm finding now that, that I can pray and find safety in my HP and that those things are not dangerous for me, that it's okay to think. The other thought is that sometimes my HP directs through other people oh my goodness, other people have, you know, direction from 
from a higher power. My husband and I are getting ready to make a major life transition. And I'm finding that I'm getting great direction and I'm hearing input from my HP through my husband's mouth. Sometimes um, I don't have to be given all the answers. Sometimes the answers come through others. And if I will listen, I can hear the way that that the higher power is working through others. And that is just absolutely beautiful to me. And with that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Marie. Hey, so um, we're going to take a couple more names here. Um, we, uh, we are in the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 52, first paragraph only, beginning with, but in most fields. Um, who else would like to share? I think we have time for, for maybe two more. If I could get two more names, we'll see how it goes. Kathy S. Kathy S. Anyone else? Charles yes, H. Charles H. Okay, so that's that's who I uh, heard right now. So we're going to go ahead with uh, Kathy S. Followed by Charles. Uh, go ahead, Kathy. Thanks, Rick. This is Kathy S. Recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And great meeting. Love what I'm hearing. And uh, you know, can totally relate to where we started with the complete liberation of our thinking and the um, the complete readiness to throw away the gadgets and things like that. You know, what comes to my mind is I don't question the new phone upgrades. Um, and my house is full of modern day appliances that I trust will work. But when it comes to God, why do I doubt? God is the most faithful thing I have in my life. And yet I challenge and I doubt. And for me, it comes down to expectations. And you know, when I turn on my washing machine, it does what I expect it to, and I have some control. It runs when I turn it on kind of thing. But faith in God, that doesn't work that way because um, God's plans are higher and they're always better, but they're unknown. And my faith, unfortunately, in the past and even still sometimes today, it's often based on my expectations, which is an old idea I have to I have to let go of, like my expectations of how it works. If God, if my expectations are met and God's working for me, and if they're not, I'm like, we're in trouble. I'm being punished. Something's wrong. So like, how does this relate even today? Like we're in the process of selling our house, right? And I'm expecting, my husband and I were expecting these bidding wars because we're in a seller's market. But we've had it on the market for 30, we've had over 30 showings and not one offer. And just last night, I'm expressing that God is punishing us. He's teaching us a lesson. But that was my pre-recovery God. I, that God is coming back. So after working a 10th step, I must, I have to anchor my faith on the God who is for me, who's always good and has a better plan than the one I could possibly imagine. And part of that, too, is that I'm not believing that, you know, I may have put myself in this situation, but God God has me here. He's meeting me here, trusting that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, powerless. And I'm surrendered to let him take care of everything. And in this process, I'm the one being upgraded. 
<laughs> and I'm just so grateful for this program and this fellowship that reminds me of this every day. So thank you so much, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you uh, so much, Kathy S. from Georgia. Charles H., you're up next. And before you start, Charles, there was someone else that had uh, given their name right uh, when you gave your name, Charles. And after you finish sharing, I'd like them to uh, to give their name again. Yeah. Hi, Charles, Toby That wasn't there are. Oh, hold on. Well, Charles is going to share, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll get uh, another name there. So go ahead, Charles. Thank you very much, um, Rick, for your service. You're doing a great job. Um, Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, I throw away I, I throw away my old conception of God um, every single day because every time I do a 10-step, I give one. Because there's like, like, you know when they ask if you have any feedback? I'm like, I'm like, can can you can I can I give you a ten step and vice versa, and, and and you know the iPhone 11 is just like the 12, you know. Um, but I don't know why I said that, but it's the truth. So I ain't waste five hundred dollars trying to upgrade that. But I but the upgrade for God is free. Like you know, um, I used to do crazy stuff on the line, like press star zero to see who was on the line, then press star one every single day so you can know who I am. And, and, and I used to be the biggest clown in 12-step in, in, um, in program. I wanted to be popular in 12-step program, which is insane. Today I want to be low-key. I mean, in my community, we, we like to make people look stupid so we can make ourselves, so puff ourselves up. Today I just want to, I just want to have a, a better, closer connection to God. I just want my Wi-Fi to work. I just, you know, I just want to be in amongst the living and I'm grateful. I don't press star zero no more. I don't care who shares. I don't have to say I didn't share in a long time. I don't have to worship a meeting more than I worship God. I love people. I love y'all. Y'all my family. Um, you know, I know my purpose in this world today. I know which direction I'm going in today. You know, I know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to strip away the onion more because there's more, you know, so yeah, my, my, I throw away my old conception every day, but I ain't throwing away my iPhone 11. Too much money. So with that, I pass. Uh, thank you very much, Charles H. from New York. And, uh, okay, so uh, who was it again that was right when Charles was, you know, he gave his name, and I, I thought we were running out of time, and, uh, you know, we didn't have enough time for another name. So could you give me your name now, and we can continue on. Uh, I can get a, a couple more names here. But first, Nessa the one that R. was right in with Charles, Nessa. Yeah. Okay, Nessa. And then, uh, is there anyone else? I could take one more name after Nessa. Ann B. New Orleans. Toby oh, K. Who is that? Sorry, who is that from New Orleans? Royce Ann. How do you spell that? R like Rolls Royce. R O Y C E. Oh, okay. <laughs> Royce like Rolls Royce. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, Nessa, you're you're going to go ahead and then followed by uh, Royce. So go ahead, Nessa. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for you. This is uh, Nessa R, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. You know, discarding old gadgets for new. I I might be one of those uh, dinosaurs who doesn't like exchanging old gadgets for new. I have a hard time with change. You know, even if it's change for the better, you know, a new phone, a new car, a new, com- a new computer, a new dishwasher. I, you know, no matter how many better features it has than my old one, 
you know, it really gets me in a bad mood to have to change technology. Um, I have a hard time throwing out things. I can be a little bit of a of a hoarder, and I have to be very careful because otherwise the clutter just um, increases <laughs> very gradually but very quickly. And it's the same thing with my mind, you know, the clutter in my mind. And, and it's kind of paradoxical because this is a program of transformation. This is truly a program of, of change. Um, you know, the difference is that I don't, I don't affect the change in myself. I do the work, and God does the transformation. Um, just like that, it, it, it happens automatically, as it says on page 85 in the Tense Promises. I don't, I don't even notice that it's happening. And, you know, by putting the food down 100%, the triggers, the food, the ingredients, the, the behaviors, and then really applying myself to what we said, the transformation just happened. And it doesn't only happen with regards to the, the mental obsession around the food, uh, which is really what we're after, that, that, that freedom from the, from the bondage of food. It also happens with the bondage of self, you know. Um, I deal with change a lot, a lot, a lot better right now. Um, you know, it's still not easy, it's still not a breeze. But I don't get worked up. I don't get in a bad mood and, 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 and take it out on everybody. It's like I know it's part of the process. I know it's a growing pain. And I know that all beginnings are difficult. And this is just that. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a beginning. Um, and I just need to trust the process. I need to trust the fact that I do the work and the transformation will happen uh, because God makes it happen. And I just got to trust that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. from Toronto, and uh, Royce, you're up next, and we're, uh, we've got about two minutes left, so go ahead, Royce. Um, good morning, everybody, and thank you for your service. Um, I just want to say that um, this technology thing um, reminds me of how I overcomplicated life and, and my weight and my faith and everything, um, because if I had really just... Um, whenever I get anxious or nervous or stressed or I have a, somewhere social to go and I'm worried about the food and I, I panic and then I think about God and I call on him and I, I pray when I'm at the table or at the party and bring him to the table or the date or whatever it is and, it, and it's all okay all of a sudden I'm okay and I have peace and I feel safe and and so I guess the point is that I'm making is um, I feel like we all have this power in there. You just have to activate it. And so the newest of anything, um, yeah, that's great, but you don't have to get that fancy. I mean, it's real simple. God, God's in us. Peace is in our heart. You just have to, to lean back on it and, um, and call on it. So anyway, that's all I have. Have a great week and I pass. All right, thank you so much, Royce. And what was the uh, the first initial of your last name? Um, F like Frank. Okay, thank you so much, Royce F from New Orleans. Um, okay, perfect timing, guys. Thank you, um, everyone, for sharing. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, April 20th, 2021, is 16,797.
We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Craig F. please read a vision for you? Our book is next to Go ahead, Craig. Sure. This is Craig F. still recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to God and to your fellows. Clear away the refuge of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, pass.